0: You're listening to the Patriot Nation podcast.
1: edition of the patriot nation podcast your boy pat lane as always here with my guy matt st Jean, and as always this episode is brought to you by fanduel which is the official wagering partner of clns media matt we're back on a wednesday it's jets week i mean is there is there two better words put together in the english language for patriots fans at least
0: yeah, everyone, those are some of the best ones. I think it's I mean it's more than two words, but if we expand it to four words, I think Zach Wilson's starting quarterback is also up there. <laughs> That's a good one.
1: Zach Wilson Jets Week. I like that. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. I am down with that. <laughs> so uh hopefully a get right game for the Patriots. It is absolutely one hundred percent a must win for the Patriots, without a doubt. I mean, it's not even it's not even one of those ones where you can argue no. There's no argument. This is a must-win for the Patriots. You cannot start the season 0-3. That would be a disaster of all disasters. That would be um, horrifying.
0: Especially when you look ahead on the schedule. and Week 4 is at Dallas, the team that might be the best team in the NFL right now, the way they're playing, um, that's probably, depending on how things go, that Week 4 might be the hardest game that you play all season long. Um, Yeah. One and three almost feels like realistically the best you're gonna do to to come out of the first month. So you just can't go oh and four. If you go oh and four, I think you're really uh you gotta season's be perfect over. the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. The season's over at 0 and 4. I mean, let's be realistic. If you get to yeah. 0 and 4, you're done, right? You're you're toast. Um yeah. you know, one and three. And I think I think not only for me does it need to be a win, but it needs to be a convincing win because you look at what they've done, right? And we talked about a moral victory after the Eagles game. Right. And and we sat there and said, Hey, you know, they played well and they played harder than we thought they would, and they hung with them the whole time, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, Tommy Carn pointed it out on his show, and I, I agree with him. Like, moral victories is something you can give after the fact. Let's see how you come out the next week and play. When they came out the next week and played the same way they played against the Eagles, full of mistakes, dumb penalties, and then not being able to capitalize at the end of the game. And again, blame Mac Jones, blame whoever you want. But at the end of the day, you have to win the game, and they weren't able to do that. And so many of this, so many of the reasons that they lost are just self-inflicted mistakes, and that's what makes it so difficult to deal with because I know those are two tough games. I know that Miami and, um, and Philly are both very good teams, but realistically, the Patriots should have won both of those games. And they, the only reason they didn't – well, right, but here's my point. They should have won both of those games, and the only reason they didn't is because they screwed up, not because the other team vastly outplayed them or, oh, my God, this team was so incredible, there's nothing you could do about it. They shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again, and that's the reason they lost both of those games.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes it frustrating. They're both winnable against two really good teams. And quite frankly, I mean, after going through the tape of Miami to – um, since it's been out here the last like 24 hours, I'm really impressed with the Dolphins. I didn't expect this team to be this good. If Miami's offense yeah. plays like this the whole season, they might win 13 or 14 games. Like that, right. uh, and the, I think think one moral victory I think you can take away from this, if you're looking for one, is you, know, you, you hold them to seven points in the second half with Sean Wade, Miles Bryant, you know, playing a lot there. Um, so I, I think you, you can take pride in that. And I think that figured things out. You just, it's the same, same story we've been talking about for a while now. You get yourself in too big of a hole. You make one, two, too many mistakes and you just make it harder on yourself than it needs to be. Miami is a good team. You can play a good game against Miami and still lose. If you play a bad game against Miami, you're just asking for trouble. And the same thing goes for Philly. So, um, I think honestly, with the Jets this week, I think you want a convincing win. But also, uh, have you seen the weather coming into New York? It's
1: gonna Supposed be nasty, to be
0: cold and rainy on Sunday. Oh uh, baby, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my rain jacket out. And
1: that's awesome. I didn't realize you were going. That's sick.
0: Oh yeah. And I think realistically, like I, ideally, you want a big win here. Realistically, I think you're just taking anything you can get. The Jets are, have a really good defense. They're gonna make life miserable on you. You, there might not be a touchdown scored on Sunday. I could be that type of game with these defenses. So find any way to win. Yep. Play competitively with Dallas, get out of the first month with things internally. You feel like you can build on. And then, you know, the, the schedule is a little bit easier here after the first month. Obviously you still got to play the bills twice and, and you still got to go to Miami, which is tough. Still got to play Kansas city, but there's a lot of winnable games in there. And, Couple couple chances to take down a really good team and add a quality win to the resume.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, all right. With all that being said, I know we're going to do something a little different on here. We don't haven't typically done this before, and I know I did this a little bit when I did the my guy breakdown. I did this a little bit, um, and I liked it, and I thought this was something that we could kind of we could kind of go kind of do. I don't know if we're going to do it every week, but I think it's a cool thing to do. So. we're going to do a little film breakdown. We're only going to do we're only going to do a few plays. I think Matt has two plays he wants to look at a little closer. Yeah. I have one play I want to look at a little bit closer. Um and so uh so yeah. So let's let's dive right in, Matt.
0: Yeah, so the the first play as we uh, as we switch over here. Uh this is going to be second and 8 uh second this is the second to last play of the first quarter. 15 seconds left. Patriots got the ball at the Miami 39-yard line. So we're gonna we're gonna look at this. We know the Patriots like to spread you out. Bill O'Brien's gonna use his formations to make you declare on defense what you're gonna do. So you look at this formation and this at the bottom of the screen. I'm assuming you can you can see my mouse there, Pat. Yes. Yeah. This is Hunter Henry. And you look across and you're gonna see Xavier and Howard matched up with him. Now, most of the time in the NFL, if you see something like that that means it's going to be some kind of a zone defense. So that's kind of what the Patriots are looking at here. But it's Bill O'Brien, and they like to use their motions, so Hunter Henry's going to go in motion. And would you look at that? The guy who, who follows him ends up being the safety, Javon Holland, is a very good player. Xavier Howard's going to come down on the wide receiver. So Miami anticipates the motion, and they give away, all right, now you settle into this look. You got man-on-man coverage on the outside and one safety high. Now, the corner that you've got up top is Eli Apple, which is a name that people know, uh, and he's somebody the Patriots went after on Sunday night. What you're going to notice is Mac's going to look out there. He sees this as man coverage, single high, and they got Eli Apple out here, a guy they want to target. Very subtly here, and it's kind of hard to see from this angle. You can see it better from the other one. He looks over to the left. He gives a little hand signal. And then you come back and he takes the snap. Now, what that hand signal is here is some kind of a, a double move uh, there. He's making some kind of route adjustment here to Kendrick Bourne. And this is the guy they're going to be going after here. So he's going to draw back. Kendrick Bourne sells that slant. The corner bites on it. And he's gone. Mac releases. The second that happens, even though he's under pressure, he's able to drift back and get this ball away. Bourne's got... Plenty of room to work, and the the corner's spinning around, not sure what's going on. And it's a drop. And I think this is one of those plays you really want to have back from Sunday night. Uh, There's a little bit of pass interference on this, too, I think. But it's one of those spots where you either got to catch the ball, or you got to make it obvious that there's pass interference. It's got to be one of those two from Kendrick Bourne. We'll watch this through one more time here and then go to the end zone view. But this would end up being a pivotal play for them. Because Mac drop Mac makes the perfect pre snap read, drops it in a bucket. Bourne catches that. And they're inside the five yard line. What ended up happening was the next play was Demario Davis's fumble. Douglas. Kind of one yeah. of those one of those moments where the game can really shift on it. One mistake, you know, snowballs into another one in a possession. A possession that mentally here you're executing to the right spot to to make this a touchdown drive on your second drive of the game. And you just, you just can't quite get it done.
1: Yep. And that's, and that I think is indicative of a problem that the Patriots have had. And look, I think they were criticized a lot. And I think rightfully so at times they were criticized a lot for not going after DeAndre Hopkins. They were criticized for not doing enough with their wide receivers, right? Not putting the weapons around Mac Jones. And we sat here and said, look, Devontae Parker is similar to, to DeAndre Hopkins. Is Hopkins the guy that you want? I don't know. But, like, I think, you know, he you know these guys can do this. Now, listen, DeAndre Hopkins isn't running that route, right? DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have the long speed, really, um, I don't think, at least, to run that route anymore. But that being said, maybe it's someone else running that route. Maybe Tyquan Thornton's healthy and he's running that route and that's a touchdown, right? I don't know, right? And so the thing is, is that – what it comes down to is that people were pissed that the Patriots didn't upgrade the weapons and the weapons, at least on Sunday night showed up in a big way where it wasn't enough around them. Right. And I think it showed up on the previous Sunday where there wasn't enough around them. And I think, you know, we've seen guys be good. We've seen guys do well here. The problem is, is that we just don't like, like, there's no game breaking wide receiver on the team. Taequann Thornton's got a lot of speed. He comes back. Who knows if he'll even play. He wasn't even in the cards. Right. And so that's the problem is that you're looking at this team saying, who are the game breakers? And right now, is it Demario Douglas who got benched for a fumble? Like, I, I just don't know. So that's, um, you know,
0: yeah. Oh, and the, the other part of this too, is that, you know, Bourne's in position to make the play and, We've seen him make that play before. He can make that play. You just right. he's got to do it. And he's, he's probably going to get an opportunity right. like that again this season. You have to make it next time. Uh that's Correct. how you that's how you do it. Um I, and, got, and by I got the way, a-
1: Go You said it and someone else said it too that, you know, there was pass interference in the play. Eli Apple did hold his arm. It should have been called, it wasn't. But at the end of the day, if you're an NFL wide receiver, you got to fight through that contact and make the play. You got to
0: And he doesn't like, he doesn't make it obvious. Uh, And even after the play, like we all know what a wide receiver who just got interfered with looks like after the play, we've all seen that and Bourne's doing none of that. So advocate for yourself. Yeah. If you think you got interfered with sell, and if you don't think you got interfered with, make the catch. It's really, it really is that simple. And it's, it's close. And it also shows, you know, Mac Jones is reading this and everything about that play is enough to get the job done until the very last moment which makes you optimistic because they're doing everything until the last part, but also the last part's the most important. So they're close. That's, and that's, what's frustrating. Like there, it's not, it's not like it was in 2020 where it's Demir bird, and Nikhil Harry out there. It's not like these are guys who can't do it. There right. are good players out there. They're just not consistent. They're not yeah. as reliable as you'd like them to be. But you know, I mean, that's if Bourne makes that play the next time. You're going to like it's He's going to make that catch some of the time. Um, I know you have a, a Kendrick Bourne play we want to talk about too. I'm going to show mine first, real yes, quick. I, I got a, a defensive one and then we'll come to yours. Okay. Um, which, yeah, we're going, we'll go over to the defensive side of the ball to, to talk some positive stuff here because I, I really like it. So, in the first half, we, we all saw all the motions and the funky stuff that Miami likes to do and, and all kinds of weird alignments and all that. And what the Patriots did on a lot of it. They'd be aggressive. They would blitz, uh, I don't know, I would say a lot. But if there was an RPO, they were going to make sure there was somebody crashing down hard to make sure the run wasn't there. And this is something they did pretty consistently throughout the first half. This is the first third down of the second half. This is the first series for Miami coming out of halftime. Now, knowing that the Patriots have been very aggressive in these situations all game long, we're going to look at the, the the bottom of the screen here and what the Patriots are doing in the front seven. It looks like, you know, we got a, we got some kind of a blitz here. It looks like Bentley's coming. It looks like Duggar might be coming. It looks like we might have six guys here coming to the quarterback. Now, if that's the case, then uh, it looks like you're going to have man coverage with Miles Bryant down here and probably Jalen Mills on the running back. That would probably be how that breaks down if this is man coverage. And, and Tua sees all this. And if this is the case, then he's going to have a nice little in-breaker here for a first down. It's going to be perfect. Well, the play starts, and the Patriots don't bring that blitz. Juwan Bentley is going to come out and take the running back. Bryant is on the receiver, and Jalen Mills just stands there. Exactly where Tua wants to throw this football. This is where it's designed to go. You look, Jalen Mills... He's not moving a muscle. He is just sitting and waiting for this. Tua sees this. He can't throw the ball. You take away his first read. Boom, you get a sack. I think that was their first sack of the night. And a huge play right out of the half where Miami could have, you know, really blown the doors open on this game. Just a a really nice play. A really nice play by Judon to make that happen. And, you know, this is really good stuff by the secondary. Really good adjustments. Really good job to bait to uh, into uh, a position where he couldn't do what he wanted to do, and you know that's right. how when you got Miles Bryant and Sean Wade playing big minutes against receivers like that, you want to win. That's that's one of your ways to do it, right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. And that's you know it's it's interesting. That was it, it's one of those. That's the the subtleties that we miss sometimes from the Patriots, right? Where they draw up a play that just makes the guy hesitate just enough. Mm
0: -hmm. And when
1: you have guys like Josh Ushay and, you know, Judon, Ushay forces him outside and Judon finishes off the deal, that's enough. It's not much, but that's enough to make him hold it enough to get the sack. And, you know, it's those little intricacies that you see where, again, you're dealing with your fourth and fifth corner out there against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And that's how you're, that's how you're still figuring it out. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So really good. stuff. i mean, been the coaching staff did a fantastic job and the, the end results, not that it was 24 points on, I think nine mm. possessions, 10 possessions, which still is a little bit higher than you'd like. And that's also right. with a missed field goal and a blocked field goal in there. So that could have been 30 points pretty easily if you don't get some, some stuff going your way. So stuff to tighten up on defense, but, doing it enough to keep it close with the, the personnel you had against an offense that good. I think you got to feel good about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let me get to uh, the play that you wanted to see. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll see.
1: And people people are upset in the chat. I get it. It's fine. And People hate Mac for some reason, and that's okay. People hate yeah, Mac Jones not- because he's not Tom Brady. I mean, that's it's what not- it comes down to is that people don't like Mac Jones because he's not Brady. We are well, – we and- a spoiled fan base. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. I know you're trying to, uh, but we're a spoiled fan base. And we have been staring at Tom Brady thinking that's what quarterback play looks like.
0: He broke and you're reign. right.
1: That's what perfect <laughs> quarterback play looks like. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't well, exist
1: in the NFL. You know, like yeah. it just doesn't.
0: And the, the, the ball to be clear, the ball doesn't take too long to get there on that, that born play I had shown. That's right. the, the velocity on. That's fine. There's only one right. safety. He's in the middle of the field. He can't get over to be part of that play. And Bourne beats this guy. He doesn't beat him by a massive amount, but he does win. He gets position. He gets his hands on the football. It's not none. None of that is on Max Jones. That's on Kendrick Bourne having to, to find a way to make a play there. That's really what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I'll thought? tell you. Max? You know what's funny is that Ed says plug plug Joe Borrow in. What's really fascinating about Burrow and Mac Jones is that if you read Joe Burrow's scouting report, it sounds exactly the same as Mac Jones' scouting. Like, there's a lot of word them. for word. It's pretty yeah. wild. There's a now, lot of
0: similarities there, and I mean, we we all know what a quarterback can look like when he's struggling with a, a leg injury too early in a season. That's what, what Cincinnati right. is dealing with over there right yeah. now. And uh, oh, yeah. hey, it's. What what if I told you three weeks ago that the Patriots were going to have a better offense than Cincinnati two weeks into the season? It's pretty. Wild. I think we'd all take pretty that wild. bet without knowing the context. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but
0: yeah. All right. You want me to dial right. up this play for you?
1: Yeah. So this is a Kendrick Bourne play. Another Kendrick Bourne play. This is uh, Patriots are down twenty four to ten at this point,
0: mm-hmm. trying
1: to score. And they're going to come out – they're going to end up in a quarters uh, – it, it looks like it ends up being a quarters defense. And Kendrick Bourne, I believe, is up top here. Is he not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's Kendrick right. Bourne on the all the way to the right side of the offense.
1: And so w- what I want you to see – and look, they're coming towards my end zone. Okay? Some people disagree with, with my assessment here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's the right assessment, but we'll see what happens.
0: Um, okay. I'm going to let – should I let
1: it play or let's let it play? Yeah, go ahead. Let it play. And then and then we'll kind of see where it goes from here. So you're gonna see Bourne at the top. You're gonna to see Bourne run a post route. And Mac throws what looks to be a skinny post to me. Okay. So it ends up being an incompletion. Here's my thought. Okay. I understand that it ends up being quarters and this this safety down down low, down by the numbers. Okay. It's gonna to be tough for him to get there. Okay. I get it's going to be tough for him to get there. But I think what Mac is looking at is instead of bringing him to the middle of the field where that safety is going to eventually get to. Kendrick should be running the skinny post. Now, again, whether that's on Bourne or whether that's on Mac, I don't know. Right. Was it the right read by Mac and the wrong read by Bourne? Was it the wrong read by Bourne and the right read by Mac? I don't know. But I can tell you if Bourne runs a skinny post, as a touchdown.
0: Yeah. When I think. You know, I think part of that too, it depends on where the ball is going to get delivered because I think Mag overthrows this a little bit. And I also think if he, if Mac throws this shorter, there's probably a little bit more room for Bourne to work with. Right. Uh, if he, if he, well, so I can't, I honestly can't tell. I, I do, is this cover? For, I'm honestly not sure what coverage this is. It looks like it's maybe some it kind looks, of a match coverage.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100% cover but it looks like a cover 4 does it doesn't it i mean yeah. it looks well, kind of like a cover 4 except for yeah, that safety doesn't yeah. doesn't bail
0: typically in cover 4 man it's depends on what type of cover 4 you're playing of course um, right he's going to end up dropping back to take this away but he ends up coming up on the tight end uh but it's not cover 3 because if this was cover 3 he is going to be here so, right.
1: so that this um, is where to me right and and you can make the argument that the th- by the way if you want to make the argument if you want to make the argument that you know it should have been a hard post and max should have put you know max should have thrown a seed instead of throwing it up top you can make that argument if that's if that's the argument you want to make now i don't know if he's going to be able to get it over those linebackers and the safeties that are sitting right there in the middle of the field
0: no, i'm not I sure i think if you're you're trying to drop this in this range i think right around the 20 right.
1: But again, yeah, or is that 15. is that safety that's that's coming on the other side going to be able to get to it, right? Yeah. And so if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're gonna you're like completely lost. But yeah, but <laughs> um, the YouTube channel, you know. And, and so it's one of those things for me that again, I wonder what the coaching point is going to be. And I know you said yeah. he overthrew Bourne, but here's the thing: if Bourne runs a skinny post, that's where he is. That's his spot. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah. so. And I think-
0: Born's definitely expecting this ball. Early. Yeah. Cause he is. Looks like he's expecting yeah. it right there. You know? So he, it looks like he, he starts not. cause he's coming this way and then Correct. it has to go start going vertically right there. So yeah. Correct. So not, it looks as though he's looking forward
1: to the 20 at the, at the 25 or, you know, the 30, 25 yard line somewhere around there. And so maybe Max got to throw that in that window. And again, yeah. This is why we watch the All-22, because we don't know, right? I'm watching it from that end zone view. They're coming towards me, and I see that safety coming in late. That's all I saw was the safety coming in late. And I'm thinking, why is he running a post like that? But again, if if Mac throws it earlier, then it's probably a long completion of Bourne, right? He doesn't have a ton of space or a ton of separation, but he has enough separation that he can get there, right? And so – um yeah.
0: Thankfully, you know. that drive ended up in a touchdown. So thankfully, no harm, no foul on that one. But, you know, you're looking for the explosive plays here. I think that's the area where you're trying to improve the most on offense if you can find ways. And there were there were a couple of plays. There's another one we didn't even have in here. We're born, tried to toe tap something down the sideline on the seam and couldn't get the second foot down. Um, an
1: absolutely perfect pass by Mac Jones. Like a perfect back shoulder throw. I mean, he put a ton of air under it but he put it in a spot where only Kendrick Bourne could get to it. And Bourne was late turning around and couldn't get his feet down. And, yeah. you know, and and was, those are the plays, you know what I mean?
0: It, yeah. And Bourne, I think, didn't do a great job early in the route either. Um, right. I don't think he thought the ball was coming to him, um, which makes it Ooh. tough. Another thing where too, yeah. I didn't, I didn't dial it up in here. I don't have the time stamp for it, but the, the pick that Mac threw to Parker yep. feels like deja vu to Miami in the opener last year, same type of play. And, yeah. I think what we've learned is we're just not doing the one on one with Parker and Xavier and Howard. I don't think we're testing that on fades at all. Um, mm-hmm. and if you look when Mac threw it too, it looks like you know it's gonna be a real 5050 shot, and then down the field Parker really boxes him out. The thing that's tough, we talk about missed opportunities. Hunter Henry's wide open on the same play over the mm-hmm. middle of the field, getting you down to at least the right. five yard line on it. So that, um,
1: right. So to me that that was that's a trust route. That is a, yep. I'm going to trust my guy to win one-on-one and I'm throwing it. And honestly, I'm just taking my three-step, I'm taking my three-step drop, right? I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the back foot and I'm letting it go because my guy is going to win that one-on-one matchup. And instead of winning that one-on-one matchup, he gets absolutely curb stomped, pushed out of bounds and doesn't even fight back to the football. It's an easy interception by Xavier and Howard. And then he does it, he does a really nice toe tap to get his two feet in. But like it was an easy pick for him. He ran the route for Devontae Parker instead. And that's that's where it gets frustrating where you're like, man, like, you know. And so now you look at it and say, all right, if he's playing against a physical corner like Xavier Howard is, you can't trust him in one-on-ones. And that's tough for a number what? one receiver.
0: When it might—I I don't know if it's physical. It might just be Xavier and Howard because they saw each other a lot down in Miami in practice, true. and ha- Howard might yeah. have something. When well, this is—I don't know. I, I think I think there are a lot of fair criticisms of the receivers that we have in New England. But the other thing is that, like Devontae Parker, outside of some of those matchups with Howard, and when he's known what the offense is doing, has been pretty good. You know, it's, it's a lot of ifs there. You know, if he's on the field if he's not playing Xavier and Howard, if he knows what's going on on the offense. But down the stretch last season, that game in Buffalo, when he and Mac were getting on the same page, things looked good. So, um yeah. Tony Parker's not a pro bowler anymore, but I've also seen people saying he's not a good receiver. And I don't think that's the case. I think, right. I think there's all, I think there's a lot of like, you know, a, above average receivers in this group. There's just nobody beyond that. There's guys who can win one-on-ones, a lot of the time, but definitely not every time and not consistently against very good to elite players.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true, you know. So, yeah. all right, one yeah. thing know, before – oh, go ahead. Well,
0: I no, was, was going to pull gonna up see. a comment here to, to talk before we move on to the Go, ahead. go ahead, yep, I was uh, going the same thing. TJ Pinder, because this is – and I've seen this comment a lot. Yeah, for a team that – he says, for a team that invested so heavily on defense over the last few years, they sure played conservatively against the Dolphins. I understand where you're coming from, and I think that's fair. The problem is this. Miami has two of the best receivers in all of football. They have two receivers who can attack your safeties when the quarterback's taking a three-step drop. So, quarterback's going boom, 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 looking, and the guy's down the field, and you you can hit the deep shots. They have some really good players over there. Patriots also have some really good players in the secondary, and they have invested heavily, just like you said. The problem is when you get the ball out so fast, it can negate a lot of the pass rush advantage that new England has against most teams. And three of the guys they invested in so heavily weren't on the field. Jonathan, right. the whole Jones family, except for Mac yeah. was out for most of Sunday night. And that's what's taught I mean, That's just a certain amount of luck there. Um, and, I want to play. You want to play aggressively. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of 2001 Rams to that Dolphins offense, and you want to disrupt the timing as much as possible. And it's just you can do that when you have athletic guys out there. You can't get that aggressive when it's, you know, Miles Bryant and Sean Wade. You can't have them, you know, pressing and doing all this stuff. You want right. to. And there, there's parts. Uh, there's some plays in the second half where they were getting Kyle Duggar involved and pressing on Tyreek Hill and dropping into zones and stuff. And, and that worked, and it was effective. It's just you know nobody knows how to defend this Miami offense right now. The Chargers didn't have a clue last week. The Patriots didn't start to figure it out until the second half of that game, and um, I think right. I think what you're seeing is uh, the Patriots trying their absolute hardest to contain an offense that's nearly impossible to contain. Well,
1: and absolutely, and then throw on top of that fact that Jonathan Jones got hurt midweek. Right? It's not like Jonathan Jones was yeah. out and you knew you weren't going to have him. You were going into this matchup with the Dolphins thinking. All right, we have Jonathan Jones, who does a really nice job on Tyreek Hill and has consistently, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden he's gone on Friday. And you're like, oh, God, now we have to like change, you know, the defensive game plan because we don't have John Jones. And sure, we have Marcus Jones. Okay, let's put Marcus Jones on him. Well, then Marcus Jones gets hurt. And then you're like, oh, God, now what do we do? You know, so like, so I think when you don't have one of those guys, and look, I like Marcus Jones a lot. I still don't know if he's athletic enough to stick with Tyreek Hill. I think he he did admirable when he was out
0: there. He was pretty good in the yeah in the first half. Um, so yeah, and I think I think they got enough athletes to deal with it. I'm going to be curious to see what this looks like the second time they meet. I know you know we all get the heebie jeebies when it comes to New England playing in Miami with what that has brought over the last yeah. two decades. Right, but New England's healthier when that second matchup comes around and they kind of have a handle on the speed, and they know what's going on with that offense, and there's a little bit more tape on it. Bats are going to have a real shot in that one. Uh, you probably don't get the field goal block in there. I think Miami has changed that up now, and you, you might not get some of the special teams plays that you got. So you're going to need to do a little extra on defense to make up for it. But there's a Agreed. lot to like in the second half on defense, and if they can build on that with better players out there, I think uh, they might be able to steal one in Miami against a Miami team that, depending on how you look at it, it might be the best team in the AFC through two weeks. Yep.
1: Yep. So, all right. One thing before we go to the break, I'm just going to hit on this. Ed says 29th and offensive spending. Be nice to have one of those receivers. He says, you're not wrong, Ed. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to do it. I, I, I have put off doing it. I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm doing it. All right. I'm doing it in the next week or two. There was going to be an article from me on Pat's pulpit comparing, comparing, the total draft capital spent on offense versus the total draft capital spent on defense. And I know people that are going to complain about, about free agency and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to be shocked. When, if, when I go back to 20, 2018 until now, offensive players versus defensive players and how much draft capital they've spent on them. I'm not going to include trades. I'm not going to include the second round trade for Muhammad Zanu. I should, but I'm not going to. When I just look at draft capital used on offense versus defense, you are going to be shocked
0: well,
1: when it comes up that they've spent significantly more draft capital on offense than they have on defense. And then people are going to turn around and say, you didn't draft the right guys. Well, that's not what everyone's claiming. Everyone's claiming they don't care about offense. You want to say they, they didn't care, draft the right guys. That's fine. Guys. Right, right. And that's well, a different it, argument in, 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 in total, but you can't say they haven't tried.
0: Yeah. And the, the offensive spending, too. I think a lot of that here, the most expensive spot here is quarterback. And the Patriots have a guy on two guys on rookie contracts there at quarterback. So they're investing essentially nothing at the most expensive position in right. the NFL. That's a big yep. reason why. And not just nothing, but like, the, the Patriots are investing, are paying less for Mac Jones than the Jets paying for Zach Wilson because of where they were drafted. There's a difference right. there. And, you know, um, they also have a, a guy in a rookie contract at running back who's starting. They have two guards on rookie contracts. They have a center who I think is on a relatively cheap contract there with Andrews. Um, and they're I think they're actually pretty high in spending for tight end because they've thrown money at that position. And then, so. you know, wide receiver, you know, they got what six guys at the position, if we're not counting Slater. Three of them are on rookie deals right now with Taekwon, Keyshawn Booty, and uh, Pop and Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. I would, And I would like to spend more on offense if it means they're getting better players out of it. It's just, you know, they, these players are hard to get. All 32 teams are looking for these guys. Everybody's constantly hunting for them. The the Dolphins only got Tyreek Hill because he happened to request a trade at the same time they were looking for a receiver. The, the Eagles got AJ Brown because he requested a trade at the same time they were looking for a receiver. The Bills mm-hmm. got Stefan Diggs because he requested a trade at the same time they were looking for a receiver. It's there's a little bit of luck to this. So I think we should all be, you know, hoping that Justin Jefferson <laughs> demands a trade or, uh, or he's well, no, he's actually going to be a free agent after this year. No, yeah. no, something like that. Yeah. When yeah, I think it's after
1: this year, right? Is it the is like it that. his fourth? Or maybe it's maybe it's the year at the next.
0: Yeah, something like this that. Justin year this year? Got something coming up, so maybe he'll request a trade, or I don't know. That's the the winning strategy here might be to have a good team, or wait for an elite receiver to request a trade and you get in on it. Or I mean, the best case is you draft a receiver, and um, he's in his fourth year, so he'll have one more year after this. Jefferson. Yeah, he'll have so the fifth year on, option, obviously working on an extension. And it's also like this is a good year for receivers. Uh, building a, a team takes time. This is a good team. And, you know, if they draft your receiver next year in the first round and they hit on a guy, which, you know, they could with the talent that's available there, this thing goes from, oh, it's a, a good team that's frisky and can make the playoffs to a team that could be the best in the AFC East overnight if if you'll hit with the right guy.
1: 100%. 100%. And before we go to break, Trent Brown's concussion was not actually a holdout. Let's let's be serious here, people. That That's illegal for the Pagers to do. They, as we talked about, as we talked about with Jack Jones a few weeks ago, they would be getting sued by the NFLPA if they said that his injury was actually his holdout was actually an injury. There's no way they could do that. It's just not. They just can't do it. So
0: and you'd need to get like a player to buy into a whole thing. And if Trent Brown was faking an injury to get more money, then the NFL would be or the the Patriots mm-hmm. would be getting up in arms mm-hmm. with the union. And right, yeah, yeah, no, I think I think Trent Brown got hurt and also. They've realized how valuable he is and said, Hey, we got a little extra money. We'll throw some of your way. And exactly. I, yeah. And I'm a little, so. su- I'm actually a little surprised they didn't extend him to next year as part yeah, of Yeah, me the too. Right. Brown's not a, not, not su- super reliable, not the best tackle, but he's, you know, better than the guys you're finding on the scrap heap.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into a word from our sponsors and then we'll be back and talking about the game this week against the Jets.
0: Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL ages 21 and up in present massachusetts hope is here first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24 7 support play it smart from the start gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234
1: We are back, um, and so let's get let's get into the Jets. Now, obviously, we know Zach Wilson is the quarterback over there. Um, you, one can only assume that Bill Belichick is going to make Zach Wilson's life a living hell on Sunday afternoon. Um, rain, shine, snow, sleet, it doesn't really matter where they're playing or what the conditions are. Uh, I mean, do you give the Jets – I mean, well, okay. Let me rephrase this. Do you give the Jets offense – Any chance against the Patriots' defense? No.
0: Uh, Their their chance is sheer luck. Their chance is, you know, a tipped ball. They get one blown coverage and make something happen out of it. Um, Yeah, and it's – Brees Hall has looked good. So, you know, if there's a world where the Jets' running game really gets going and they're able to generate offense that way, then maybe – If the jets have to rely on Zach Wilson at all, I I don't, I don't see them having a chance in this game unless some bounces really go their way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, look, I think the jets best chance is for their defense, to ball out, get a few turnovers, even, you know, get points on the defensive side of the ball. um, And then kind of go from there. I, I think that that's really the only way that they have a chance against the Patriots. And look, the way the jets defense has been playing of course the way they played I should say the way they played week 1 not so much the way they played week 2 but the way the jets defense played week 1 and the way we know they're capable of playing there is a chance that they can do something like that um but I do wonder if you know what we're going to see from the jets uh, and you know this locker room I think you know had aspirations had super bowl aspirations and now They're sitting here saying, we have Zach Wilson at quarterback, and it looks really bad, like really bad. Um, And so I I just don't know how – if you're the Jets, you're not at this point where you're just pissed and you just feel this hopeless feeling like you have no chance (laughs) to win the season, you know?
0: Well, well, I think there's – there's uh, probably still a sliver. Like I, I do think Zach Wilson seems more mature this season. Um, we've seen some mistakes on the field, but at least off the field. He's Correct. a little bit more in control and a little bit more of a leader. And I think Aaron Rodgers coming in helped. I think he needed a kind of that humbling and that reset that came out with Aaron Rodgers coming in. I still don't think he's a great quarterback, but yeah, you know, the Jets have an awful offensive line, and I don't trust their offensive coordinator at all. That was a move only for Aaron Rodgers. Yep, had to play, They had to play Dallas last week. Zach Wilson wasn't why they lost last week. Right. They lost because the offense as a whole is not that good, and Dallas's defense might be the best in football. So yep. that said, like it's not, they didn't lose last week because of Zach Wilson, and I think they still have some hope because of it. I think there's a lot of offensive players saying, hey, we got to do our job better and give the quarterback a chance. I don't know how they're going to be feeling after this week. Patriots don't have – Mike, Michael Parsons, they can't do some of the stuff Dallas did, but uh Jonathan Jones back at practice. The Patriots secondary is hell. They, they don't even need Marcus Jones for this one. I mean, you can you can roll out the what Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez, and Miles Bryant and feel pretty good about how you match up yeah. here. And I think you can just kinda pick some stuff in the film and really try to make Zach Wilson's life hard, rush the passer a ton and just just don't get beaten by the run. I think that's it. If you can make sure that the Jets have to pass the ball, Zach Wilson will make mistakes. More importantly, you'll be able to get pressure. Even if it's not picks, you're going to get sacks out of it. Because I think you're going to cover well enough down the field. And uh, yeah, might be the fact that it might be sacks and not picks might make this game you know a little bit closer. This this might this might be like the game in New England last year where it's just both teams are getting pressure. Neither offense is doing anything and it's going to come down to one big play. And if that's what it comes down to, I like New England's offense better than the Jets offense for making a big play. But that's where, you know, one defensive play can swing the game. One special mm-hmm. teams play can mm-hmm. swing the game. And um, that's if the Jets want to win this game, I think that's going to be where they're going to need to do it.
1: Well, you know, when you don't have Marcus Jones back, they returning punts anymore. Right. So, uh, you know, and again, Pop Douglas probably looks like he's going to be back there again. But, you know, it is – It's he's not the same as Marcus Jones. I don't think he's quite as explosive as a punt returner as Marcus Jones is. And so – And he doesn't uh, have the
0: same instincts that Jones does either. No, Which, no. Side, one, one thing to kind of watch for here for special teams for New England that I've picked up both weeks on the film, um, when they're trying to return punts, they're having a hard time with the opposing gunners. They're getting yep. blocked into their own returner, and that happened mm-hmm. weeks one and week two. You know, if this is a rainy Sunday in New York and it's going to come, this game might swing on one special team's play. That's an area where you want to clean up because that's one of those that can turn into a muff in a hurry. And the Jets recover it in field goal range. And they win a game 6-3 because that ends up being the difference.
1: And which honestly is surprising because, you know, one side is schooler and usually pepper's. And the other side is Gonzalez, and so I can see that. But, like, you know...
0: Slater is involved in that, and I think it's just just an awareness thing, which Mike Reese pointed this out in his kind of notes that he puts on Twitter about Brendan Schooler might be primed for an all-pro season here. And I think the film reflects that. I think Schooler might actually be playing better than Matthew Slater on special teams right now, and this isn't just the blocked field goal. This is all the other stuff he's doing. He's making a lot of plays on special teams, so... That's the other way. I mean, he's a guy who could be a difference maker, forcing a fumble, or getting a block, to get true. a good kick or punt return. Uh, he's been he's been electric. He's fun to watch. When it when it's special teams, just find a forty one for mm-hmm. New England and, and mm-hmm. enjoy watching him.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's really great. And obviously that that block field goal was incredible. If you haven't seen Pat McAfee's breakdown, mm-hmm. uh, go go do yourself a favor. Go on to X and watch it. And it's it's
0: we're not it's we're not outrageous. We're not calling it X, Pat. We're not doing that.
1: Okay, go on to Twitter. Go on, <laughs> I, I think it's funny because uh, PMT is calling him. You know, I was I was watching X videos. Yeah, I was watching an X video yesterday. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. But, but you know, so, but yes, go on to Twitter and find find the Pat McAfee breakdown. It's incredible. I we I we were like we can't even do a breakdown of that play because the McAfee breakdown was so perfect that it's like you can't possibly top that. So forget it. Um, but anyway, so that's. Look, I think defensively, I thought Christian Gonzalez played a great game on Sunday night, um, you know, and he wasn't in – some some of the times it was frustrating because he was playing back so far that he's just giving up an easy pass. And that's not on him. That's just his technique. You know what I mean? He's he's back there, and it's like, hey, don't let anyone get behind you. And so they run a quick five-yard out, and it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know, like he's he's 15 yards back, you know, so – so obviously you had yeah. some of that, but you know, look, the first four games he got, he's getting AJ Smith, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith. He's getting Tyreek Hill and Jayden Waddle, which mostly covered Tyreek Hill on on uh, on Sunday night. He's getting Garrett Wilson, and he's getting C.D. Lamb. I mean, it doesn't get much more difficult than that for the first four games of your, of your career, and he's looked yeah. really, really good for these first two games. Um, and you know, he, if he keeps playing like this, man he's going to win. Defensive
0: there were a couple yeah. of third downs in the the second half where they just went, man, he was on Hill and he locked it down. Um, yep. really in, in some ways, like the only big, big play Miami got in the second half was a one-on-one with Jalen Waddle and Miles Bryant. And that's, it's nobody's fault, but injury that that's happening. And Bryant won one of those earlier in the game too. So yeah, they got this whole secondary, I think matches up really well with what the jets do. I think the only concern is Alan Lazard is a bigger guy. Um, I kind of I think you might go and just play sides with your corners here, or you might go Gonzalez on Lazard for the size, and Jonathan Jones on Garrett Wilson, assuming he's healthy. I kind maybe, of think you just plays maybe, I, I kind of think he just plays Alan sides
1: Lazard either. though, like he's Alan not, Lazard, I don't know.
0: He's fun, but I mean Gonzalez could clamp him down. I think. I oh, think right. You also, right you do want to see Gonzalez up the physicality level a little bit too. And in some ways, Jonathan Jones is more physical and Jones on Lazard might make more sense with, um, with Gonzalez following around Wilson. We'll see how they attack. I think there's a number of ways that make sense. I'm curious to see where they land on it.
1: Yeah, no, that's going to be fascinating. And that that's going to be the matchup to watch. Look, we know that the Patriots offense, everyone's expecting the Patriots offense to be great. And everyone wants the Patriots offense to be great. And we'll get into my prop bets later. Um, But I don't think the Patriots offense is going to be great in this game. I think the the Jets defense is very, very good. And I don't think it's going to be a reflection on how the Patriots offense is if they're not great in this game. The question is, what can they do when it matters? Can they get into the red zone? Can they score points when they're in there? Can they turn in some efficient drives that's going to be the question. And if Trent Brown is healthy, and Calvin Anderson, I want to pull up a, a, a comment that someone had. It was Josh Josh Littlejohn said, does anyone in the chat feel like the uh, Patriots had signed Lyle Collins to play right tackle? I honestly don't know why the Patriots haven't already signed him. Now, I know he was released from the Bengals' injury. Um, I get that. The
0: pup list.
1: From the pup list, right? Hasn't practiced, so, and he's still hurt. And so maybe he won't even pass the physical. I, You know, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I
0: don't think he's ri- – he hasn't gotten any camp. He hasn't practiced once. I think that's the issue right. there with Collins.
1: And so I, I wonder. But I'm just surprised that they didn't even just scoop him up and throw him on the practice squad. You just just toss him on the practice squad or whatever and just see if you can get anything out of him. Now, I thought Vidarian was- Lowe actually looked pretty good on Sunday night. It- he wasn't great. He got smoked it- by Bradley Chubb at the end of the game, right? But like yeah. – for the most he part, wasn't he wasn't worse awful.
0: Than, he wasn't worse than Anderson. He was. No. He looked like a backup offensive tackle, uh, right? And right. yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. I here's the thing. I, I think Anderson uh, Anderson Van Ginkle last week was bizarre, and I'm hoping that's a one game anomaly yeah. thing because Anderson is he's been up and down, and he's not the best player. And you're not expecting him to be anything fantastic at right tackle, but he should be better than he was. Um, and I think, I mean, from all the guys, the guy, four of the five guys that played Sunday night didn't get more than a day in Patriots camp. Um, right. I think you saw that. The guys don't know how to play together. They're not passing off things well. They're not communicating. And like on Wenu and Strange look rusty and they, they don't look super quick right now. They're still banged up. Um, uh, yes, I, I get the Seth Rogen thing a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but um, yeah, no, so I, no, I think yeah. it's. I don't hate Brandon Collins. I like the idea. If he's not healthy, though, it's not a viable thing. And I think think short term, you're better off sticking with any five guys that you think know what's going on and are healthy. And you just hope that's enough and the communication makes it work. And maybe you don't make too many changes to the line and you keep the guys all in one spot and see if – they figure it out together for another week or two. I mean, it's the jets defensive line. They make it miserable for everybody. There's no group. That's going to be good on Sunday. You just have to be passable and score 13 points and you'll win. Like, (laughs)
1: right. I mean, that's kind of what you're, what you're banking on. Right. And unfortunately it's the jets. Like that's what the jets do to you. Right. And, And the Patriots are trying to do the same thing to you. Right. And so, that's that's one of those things um and so I get it right I get it and and the Dewan Jones thing TJ I understand that that's that's a it's a common thing for most people I think Dewan Jones um he looked okay on Monday night but I think he didn't play as well as people want you to believe that he did he played all right but but he he wasn't great let's put it that way and so I, I you know I wonder what his um what his ceiling like is like in the NFL. I also wonder if City So wasn't the guy that we see at right tackle. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's
0: so, so is healthy. So wasn't healthy last week. He wasn't part of that. So Correct. he might, and so had his rough moments, obviously, but he had some, go- some really good moments at tackle in the preseason. So um, I think, you know, we, we've seen Patriots offensive lines look this bad early in the season before. And there's, a lot of, I think I think the more concerning part is that Cole Strange did not look very good on yeah, Sunday yeah. night and really took some time to find his game, um, and it could be just recovering from that injury. Yep. But you know, guys who get injured and miss their second training camp in general, not usually great outcomes out of that. You know, it just delays your development, and that's tough for New England. And if if, if Cole Strange doesn't become the guy you think he he can be until week nine because of that. Uh, There's going to be a lot of rough weeks between now and then where you're trying to figure things out.
1: Right. Agreed. So we'll see. I I think, look, the offensive line's got their work cut out for them even if they're all healthy, even if they're all 100%, right? And so, you know, it's going to be really tough for them no matter what. I thought Arwenu was fine, but he wasn't as dominant as he normally is either. So, you know, it's not like they turned into this, like, running team. They couldn't run the ball you know, no. in game two either. So, you know,
0: against a defense, that gave up 200 yards to the chargers on the ground, Correct. which I think I, I didn't get deep into the, the LA Chargers run running offense tape in week one. And maybe I'll go back and look at that, but I kind of feel like that was more a dolphins thing and that they had a bad game and that they looked better. Cause you look like they're a defensive tackle group. Zach Sealer, is one of those guys who, um, a lot, a lot of people don't know his name, but he just got an extension for them, and he's he's really good. He gave New England fits in Week One last year. He's just a really good defensive tackle. Raquan Davis is really good. Christian Wilkins is really good. Miami's right. got a, a lot of really good defensive tackles, and they made plays, and they were quick. They're super quick off the ball, which makes them tough to defend, uh, tough to block. Yeah. So, um, and you're gonna you're gonna get that again this week because Jets are athletic as it gets mm-hmm. on the defensive line, and. You know, the the goal this week isn't to become the 07 Patriots. The goal this week is to score enough points to beat Zach Wilson.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And that's all. uh, It's all that matters. Right. Get to one and two and then and then go from there. You know, and again, if you go down to Dallas and you lose to the Cowboys, but you play hard and you play well. Well, you know, that's that's one of those things where you say, hey, you know. It is what it is, right? And you lose, and now you're 1-3. and three. But as long as you don't get blown out by Dallas, I look at it and think, all right, you have a, at least a chance, right? At least a chance. But again, you know, I'm not holding my breath about that. And again, moral victories don't matter. They don't matter. It only matters if you're able to string together some wins in the middle of the season, right? If you, if you lose yeah. to Dallas, right, you beat the Jets, lose to Dallas, then you come back home and lose to the Saints. Well, what the hell good was the was the close loss against Dallas? Does it doesn't mean
0: anything. Yeah, and more, moral victories help if they you learn and you build on it, and it gives you confidence for something later down the road. And that's right. You know, if they if they learn something from Miami game one, that helps it helps them beat Miami game two. Then all right, we can take something away. If you if you take something away from facing the Jets defense this week, and you're able to apply that to the Dallas game, or something from the Dallas defense and apply it to the Saints defense, or things yep. like that. That's what helps you even you go back to obviously not a moral victory, but still, if we're talking about losses, the game against the chiefs in 2014, like the infamous Patriots, loss Belichick said they were really happy with the effort. They got out of their players. They thought they found some stuff on the offensive line in the second half. They found some stuff that was working. It was one of those games where things got out of control. The game script got messed up on them and they couldn't recover. But it wasn't because the players were awful. It's because a bunch of things all went the wrong way at the same time. They hung in there. They played as a team. I, I think we've I think we've seen that from New England the last two weeks. So it's just yeah, converting that into wins somehow. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the question, right? How do they do that? So, all right. So, I, I, but I feel like I'm pretty confident. You know, I feel like we should all be pretty confident in the Patriots going into New York. And again this is the biggest must win of all the must wins. It's already a must win for Bill Belichick because it's against the jets. And we know that he hates the jets and we know that he takes pride in beating the jets. Even when the jets are Owen 16, and the Patriots are 16. No, it doesn't matter. He still wants to beat the jets. And so, yes. um, you know, that that's the way it is. Right. And so that's how he feels. That's how we all feel. <laughs> and so you got to imagine that he's going to, uh, be extra prepared for this game. And, the team is going to be extra prepared for this game. And again, they know what's at stake. They know what's at stake. You can't start 0 3 and expect to make the playoffs. You can't, it just can't happen. No. Right. And so, you know, so we'll see.
0: The last and time I'm, I started 0
1: 2, is the last time I started 0 2 in 2001?
0: Yeah. And they won the Super Bowl that year. So great. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year, but we never thought they were winning the Super Bowl this year.
1: <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. So,
0: um, and what's the what's their last loss against the Jets? Was it the 2015 overtime game? I think that's it. It's four, 14 it in a row. Brett
1: Favre, yeah, at home.
0: You say Brett Favre?
1: 2015 wasn't Brett Favre there?
0: Oh boy, you're five years off there.
1: Oh god, 2010. Geez, I'm getting old. Yeah. That was, was, no, that that Sanchez? was that franchise?
0: That was uh, no, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick that one Jesus. year. Jesus. Yeah, and that was that. That's 2015 when the Pats got super injured down the stretch, started out what 10 and 0 and then went 2 and 4 in the last six games mm-hmm. of the regular season. That's they lost week 16 at the Jets. That's the wind overtime game. The Patriots won the coin toss and took the wind. Oh, and took the wind
1: thing. and lost. Yeah, and then yeah. went down to Miami and ran Steven Jackson like 1400 times. <laughs> right? And then yeah. right, and then they didn't make the Super Bowl because so what's it's funny because the Steelers were a great team and I I, I will always say it's funny because I remember now. I remember now that you're saying this. I will always say that the Patriots looked at it and um, and tried to avoid the Steelers. And Vontez Perfect took off his head, took off Antonio Brown's head, knocked him out of the game. They still almost beat the Broncos without Antonio Brown. If they had beat the Broncos, they would have had the Steelers at home, and they would have they would have been in the Super Bowl. It, it it almost worked out perfectly, except for the fact that you you couldn't depend on Vontez Perfect. Absolutely, just absolutely, what that, that changed the yeah. co- that changed the trajectory of a million different things because Antonio Brown gets CTE from the, you know, it's it's a whole mess.
0: Yeah, well, it's that Bengals Steelers playoff game too is just like that's peak Bengals play. Like it's oh, that's yeah. peak pre Joe Burrow Bengals too. Just yes. Everybody forgets. Andy Dalton was an MVP candidate that year too. He right. was playing really well, and he got hurt. I think Brandon Allen was their starting quarterback for that game. If I remember and they still should have won.
1: They still should have won. That was crazy. Won,
0: yeah, but so, uh, you know, honestly, that's. Shout out to that the brat Broncos team that year was also legit. I got no. I wish we won, but I got no animosity towards Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. They did. They did something special.
1: Yeah, they were nasty. They were nasty. But yeah. screw Peyton Manning. Yeah. So,
0: all right. We're doing, uh, <laughs> we're doing, where do we want to go? Do we want to go props? Do we want to go trivia? Yeah, let's do let's do props first,
1: then okay. we'll do trivia, sure. and then we'll do this week in sports history. So, just just so that we're on the same page about the props, okay? Because we didn't really talk about this,
0: mm-hmm. okay?
1: We didn't really talk about this, but we will talk about it right now. What we're doing for the prop bets, Matt and I are picking two prop bets every week, okay? The loser the overall loser for the prop bet, okay, is is go is going to uh, try attempt to complete the conditioning test for the New England Patriots. Now, listen, before we get crazy here, it's going to be the offensive lineman conditioning test. Okay, it's not going to be it's not going to be the wide receiver conditioning test, but it's going to be the offensive lineman conditioning test for the New England Patriots. We will film it. We will put it up on the YouTube. Um, what and we will hope talent? that we don't you have to, die.
0: You have to I run honestly, a of, right?
1: you have to run a certain amount, and I think you have to run X amount of hundred yard dashes, and you have to do it in a certain amount of time.
0: Are you Are you so, paying for my inhaler on this one? I will, <laughs> I will pay. I will pay for your inhaler on this one. And honestly.
1: I might just even if you win, even if I win, I might just do it. By the way, I'm not going to win. I'm freaking terrible
0: at this. But <laughs> yeah, we not neither of us have gotten one right. Right. No, that's not
1: true. That's not true. You, sir, are one and three, and I am 0 oh 4. You picked okay. CD Lamb over in the receiving yards in week one. Um, I did not pick anything good week one or week two. So I'm 0 oh 4, you're one and three. It's not great. It's
0: not yeah. Great. Well, I think I I don't know. We haven't really we're we're figuring this out on the fly. I think there should be some consideration given to like what the actual odds are. Maybe we'll give like points for it because if we that way, if you get something that's crazier and you really push for something, then you can get a little extra out of it. That's a good point. I we'll like pretend like we're putting. It. Let's pretend like By we're putting way, a dollar on each of these. Your we'll dad says up.
1: that you you cannot run. So that's true. I'm awful. <laughs> so you running. better. So you better win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just going so, sure right. to take the over on Zach Wilson interceptions every week. See, there you go. Look at that.
1: You know what I mean? Just keep doing what I did and take the Kyle Pitts over receiving. It's bound to hit at some point. Eventually. The over on Kyle Pitts receiving yards was 36 and a half. 36 and a half. He had 15. How the hell does he get? Jonu Smith had 20, 41 yards receiving and Kyle Pitts had 15. He's reading really that to me. It's crazy. Anyways. All right. So. You want to go first? I will go first. Uh, my first one is uh, go, it comes from the Cardinals game, who are going to lose by a billion points. Um, but I have James Conner, anytime TD score. That's a plus 210 James Conner, anytime TD score.
0: I like that. I like that. I actually almost went to something from that game, but I'm not going to. I don't know. Is it? These are, it's not strictly player props, right? It's just any. You do props. whatever you want. You do whatever you yeah. want. Okay, because I'm getting, I'm gonna get a little aggressive here on this one. Well, I'm, I'm gonna do an, we're doing the over under in the Broncos Dolphins game, but Ooh. we're gonna do an alternate line on it to just get a little bit more juice on it. I'm gonna oh, now take- hold on, no, 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 forget
1: about this. Get, get out of here with this, dude. You're trying to win. Just take the over under as where it is right now. If you want to bet All something right. else, go ahead and bet something else. <laughs> take the over under at the normal at the
0: at the normal. Are you going What's over? Like- I assume. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over. Miami's offense and Denver's offense has quietly been really good this year. The Broncos are leading the league in points per drive right now. I agree. So is, what is yeah. what is it? It's 48 and a half right now. I was going to push it to 55 and a half. And a half but I'll no, no, 40. no.
1: That's outrageous. 48 and a half is where you're going to go. You like it at 55 and a half. You love it at 48 and a half. That's the way it yes. goes. Yeah. And uh, I like this prop bet. Matt streaking the field uh, and not getting five yards before being tackled by security.
0: My, uh, that, that, thanks. That's from my dad. We will be at the game on Sunday. So,
1: (laughs) oh man, I can't wait till your dad's in the stands trying to like convince you. He's like,
0: come on, let's go. Go, Matt. You got this (laughs) from the 300s to run all the way down to the field.
1: (laughs) Oh goodness, that's good. All right. So, um, my second is Mac Jones. I'm going Mac Jones under 223.5 yards. Uh, Look, here's the thing. I think the Patriots are going to win, but I do think that the Patriots are going to take the lead fairly early, and I think they're going to turn into a running team, and I think they're going to have trouble moving the ball. And so Mac Jones, it just smells like an under game to me, so I'm going under 223.
0: We're we're on the same page here, Pat. Going, I'm going with an under from the same game, Ooh. just a different a different under. I'm going under three and a half total touchdowns scored. Okay, I like that one. Yeah. And if there was if there was a, a lower line, I would have taken it. <laughs> 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 I I think under there's thing. a. I I was looking for it and I couldn't find it, but I was considering just taking the uh the, the no touchdown score <laughs> in the, the game no prop Jesus.
1: That's outrageous. I'm
0: not up. There's not. It's it's gonna be windy and raining on Sunday with these yeah. offensive lines and these defensive lines. I I think if you want to have some fun, I'm gonna have an article on Pat's pulpit on Sunday. And these are these are the FanDuel lines that we're talking about. But yes. I'll have will I'll have an article on um, Sunday doing or not. Yeah, yeah, it comes out Sunday, and I'm probably gonna have something in there about like taking defensive touchdown scored or a special teams touchdown scored or something like that in this game as one of the props, because
1: um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And so by the way, so here's what we're going to do, right? I, I like the idea of doing the props, but I also love your idea of adding a little more juice to the game. So I think here's what we're going to do. I think let's save it for later on in the season, but I think, if you do pick a crazy prop like the ones that you're that you're talking about, right that you lose a point if you lose, but that you get a point and a half if you win
0: see i i really I really think the easiest way to right. do this is just to pretend like we're putting a dollar on each of them and we see what the the money return would be and we see who ends up higher I think that's right. the. There's a built-in scoring system here. They, right. This
1: thing has numbers attached to it. Listen, that's a lot of math, and I do math all day long at school. I really don't I'll want f- to do all that math.
0: I'll set up a I'll set up a <laughs> Google sheet for it.
1: All right, maybe. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out either way. Yeah. Either way, we're gonna we're gonna go from there. Matt's trying to gain the system so that he can so that he can I mean, win.
0: I want to win. I don't want to run. I don't like running.
1: So <laughs> so we're on the same page because I want to lose so that I am so that yeah. I'm doing the running. But I'm also trying to help people out. So I'm trying not to pick terrible yeah. ones either. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm gonna go two and zero this week. But then again, I thought I was gonna go two and zero last week, and I went zero and two. So who the yeah. heck knows? So uh, we doing trivia. Uh, Yes. Uh, by the way, uh people are confused. Matt Saint Jean does not equal Matt Manito. That is they not are not the same person. No. Matt is Team Crazy Matt. This yeah. Matt is not Crazy Matt. Well, semi crazy Matt, but he's not it Team depends Crazy on the day. Matt. Yes. Yeah. So but all right, trivia Matt,
0: Matt Matt solidarity here though. Uh, I I'm, I'm here with all the Matt's.
1: Most of yes. the Matt's.
0: Not all Matt gets now, the trivia
1: question right every time. He's right. He's starting to doze off. Needs the trivia because he hasn't caught a live one. It's true. Right, he gets it did. right every time. But sometimes someone gets it right in the chat yeah. before he gets it right. So well, here, here we
0: go. So I- I, uh, I did not come prepared on Sunday for the solo show. I had some technical difficulties before I even got that thing live. So uh, we didn't we didn't do a question on Sunday, and I didn't even have the winner of last Wednesdays for the show on Sunday. So we're just pretending like there was nothing on Sunday. Um, Love it. The winner. So the question last Wednesday was um, who caught the game tying touchdown in Miami in 03 in that thriller. The answer was David Givens. We got a bunch of correct answers on it, but George Varghese, Vargesi, I'm not sure how you how you say that name. Um, he got it right. He was the first one on it. So congrats to him. Uh, this week's question. Oh. We're we're staying we're staying on theme here. The 2001 Patriots started the season 0 and 2 before getting their first win in Week Three over Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts. Right. New England won 44 to 13 in part due to a pair of pick sixes on future Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Ty Law had the second of the pick sixes, but which New England defensive back had the first? I know. I know. I know the answer. It's
1: a good one. I like
0: that one. you, You probably were at this game, right?
1: I was at this game. Yes, I was. Yeah. Uh, the yes, old, the old
0: Fox. That's a, that's a classic Patriots game, right
1: there. Sure is, sure is. Yeah. This man had so many big plays, so many big plays. For the oh, Patriots, really? matter of fact, had a big play for the Patriots in 1996, and they went to their first Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's really a forgotten member of that 0-1 team. I think I don't think yeah. he gets. He and a couple other members of that secondary were really good. So we'll let that, we'll let some of the guesses come in on uh, on who got that pick six there, and see how you know yeah. that O one secondary. It's not Ty yeah. Law. Uh, but yeah, Donnell Revis. Right. Devil Rivas. Donnell Revis may not be correct. Uh, yeah, Revis so, was. How old was Revis at the time?
1: Two thousand one. Uh, high school. I don't know. Probably <laughs> high school. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's do our last segment of the day and get you guys the heck out of here because it's almost we're almost at one ten here, well over mm-hmm. an hour. Appreciate you guys sticking with us as always. Here we go. And now-
0: something
1: we think you'll really like this week in sports history. Alright, I actually have two. Uh, so maybe I'll go, you go, I go. How's that time?
0: Sure. That works for me. Alright,
1: so on this day, which is September 20th, 1988, American diver Greg Luganis wins the three-meter springboard gold medal at the Seoul Olympics. What's fascinating about this is that the day before he had hit his head as he was jumping into the pool and he was HIV positive and it was like a huge story that he had hit his head and was bleeding and stuff like that. And so uh, it was it was kind of a wild story back then, um, but he did win gold the next day that's after awesome. smashing his head.
0: That's awesome. That's a wild story. I didn't. Yeah, that's yep. before my time. Yep. That's pretty cool. Um, I got I got two here, but it's a it's a two in one, so I can do both okay, well at the same time. On this day in 1955, Willie Mays uh homered off of Vern Law for the Pirates in both games in a doubleheader, And in doing so, he became the seventh player to hit 50 home runs in a season.
1: Love it. Love it. That's okay. great. That's great. And my last one is uh September 20th, 1973. Billie Jean King beats Bobby Riggs in the battle of the sexes tennis match. They actually made a movie about this with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Uh, Of course, Billie Jean King, a famous woman's tennis player and Bobby Riggs, a famous men's tennis player and Billie Jean King beat him. Um, in in a battle of the sexes uh match and so i've never actually seen the movie but it, i've seen the the preview for it and have wanted to watch it and just never actually gotten around to see it but i'll, I'll watch I've anything heard with good.
0: steve carell to be honest with that's you that's the thing uh, man
1: and that. he's like kind of a dick in it because it's like like the that's character. what bobby riggs was it was kind of like a, he was kind of like an asshole and i don't think yeah. he was like totally an asshole but he kind of was so um but anyways so there yeah. you go well,
0: uh, a a note for Sunday because you can't get out of one of these podcasts without a, a uniform note of some. Yes. Kind. Um, looks like the Jets are going white at home for this one, which they usually do early in the really? season. But they're doing the black pants and the black socks, which I hate. You're the Jets. You've worn Silly. green for like 50 years here, and you're just gonna you're gonna start wearing black all of a sudden, and you're like it just it doesn't match. I think it looks ugly. It doesn't look like the Jets, and it. Every time I see it, it reminds, the first play. It reminds me of is Zach Wilson, and the second play, mm. it reminds me of is Marcus Jones. So I, if you're the like, why are you running this out there? Like what the Jets? Like this is this it is the brand no you want?
1: <laughs> I will tell you. So I was in a Madden league during the pandemic. Actually, I was in a Madden league, and um, and I ended up I was I bounced around kind of a few different teams or whatever, but I ended up on the Jets, and I would wear. Every time I had a home game, I'd wear the black jerseys with the black helmets, and every all I'd black I'd be I'd have the blackout uniforms, and people would just roast me. All the guys in the league would be like, "This is the ugliest uniform I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Well, I kind of like it," and then, and then they busted it out in a real game, and I'm like, "Those are my jerseys." And then of course the Patriots are trying to kick for a touchdown against them. And I'm like, well, I guess you know they're not good luck, but whatever, dude. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. It's just <laughs> totally it's totally not good luck with them. I and mean, it is synonymous with one of the worst years of the franchise last year with Zach Wilson. And I think you yeah. you'd assume you'd want to refresh that brand in some way and not associate it. And it's right. The other part of this, the Jets got new uniforms in 2019, and like the regular uniforms, like you know, green jerseys and white pants. Patriots right. still have not played them with green jerseys and white pants since they so switched weird because they keep wearing either white at home or they'll bring out the black against New England or
1: Well, you know what's so funny is that I think, in my opinion now, similar to the Patriots, their white helmets with the green stripe and the circular NYJ NY NYJets on it, I think those are far superior to anything else that they wear. I think those are the like best that. helmets that they have. The old Curtis Martin helmets when he's do those are sick,
0: but I like I kind of like the green helmets. I got this like nice paint finish. Like the old green yeah. helmets, I did not like with the new the new green. But like right. the white, I mean you can't go wrong with like the Joe Namath era Jets uniforms. That's as classic as it gets right there. Right
1: right yeah, yeah true so um, anyways all right this has been uniform talk <laughs> weekly uniform talk by uh by pat With and matt matt, With really matt and pat, really matt and then i just yeah. kind of chime in a little bit here and there so
0: yeah, yeah of course
1: matt like, is like you know they they posted in rookie numbers like how come they're on the they're on the old numbers i'm like dude how did you notice that i don't know or, whatever it's, dude, my
0: special, you know? it's my special interest pat and the i mentioned it in the the last like, last week but the bruins did unveil their uniforms and yes
1: yeah. and they look great I'm, they look great
0: oh i was not i'm not a fan at all but uh and I really disagree. here's what i will say Marshy. marshawn
1: getting the captainship is so oh, cool so cool so one more thing one more note here wait nope sorry matt good night buddy that wasn't the one i was looking for though uh ken says i wish we would bring back the gray pants please for the love of god wear the freaking gray pants look so stupid it's not it's not a color rush anymore
0: i think wear the gray pants i think it's i think the what the patriots do here is pretty simple for any day games in new england you wear the gray pants for the night games you can break out the all blue if you want and you know you swish it up a little if you have to based on like the team like you're playing a team that wears like a ton of gray wear the blue uh, yeah. so you get a little more contrast or whatever things like that Like honestly, like honestly, playing the Chiefs on Monday Night Football it's actually a good time to wear the all blue because you get the nice blue and red contrast and good point. I bet that Monday Night game in December is the one game we're going to get grey pants this year based on what they did last year they did the Monday Night game Maybe and I think two go home well run red, red uniforms for one the alternate uniform with the grey pants for the other that seems like what they're probably going to do but yeah they should be in every game thing
1: yeah I think so what I do in I Madden,
0: agree. at least. Always throw the gray pants yeah, on.
1: You got it, dude. You got it. Looks so much better. So, yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, thank you for listening to our ramblings for uh, an hour and 15 minutes. We appreciate you guys. Chat was blowing up, as always.
0: Awesome.
1: Thank you very much, guys. We love you guys. And uh, Matt will not be on the stream this week because Matt will be at the game.
0: Well, hey, right. depending on what time the stream is, I can get back here.
1: Right. So we gotta we'll, we'll figure it out. Either yeah. I'm gonna go right after the game. We gotta talk to uh because of course Taylor does uh yeah. Taylor and um, and John do no. theirs. I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm not sure if Taylor's gonna be gonna be there or not. So we gotta kind of figure that out. So either it'll be right after the game with just me, or maybe it'll be halftime of those four thirty games, and then in that case, maybe Matt will be with us too. So we will uh we'll figure it out. Either it's gonna be just me or, or it could be both of us. You never know. So but either way, we will talk to you Sunday. Breaking down what hopefully, hopefully, should be a Patriots win, sending them to one and two. So, let's let's yeah. hope. So, have a, have a good night, guys. We'll talk to you.